What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. You are now listening to FemRegard Podcast with Tessa Markle and Carolina Alvarez. Mmm, Fem. Hey, Fem Fam. We have another amazing guest today who was recommended to us by one of our previous amazing guests. So Ryan Little, who was on earlier this season, has already connected us with some amazing filmmakers. And today we have Stacia Crawford. And she is she's done so much. She is a director, writer, and actress, started pursuing acting, moved into producing, realized her passion was really in directing. And she talks a lot about how, you know, her priorities changed as she went through her career. And that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> and she still does it all, you guys. She's done so many things. She's done several features. She's done TV. She's currently working on a project for Passion Flicks. Like, she's... She's done it all. And she's proof that you can be successful doing it all. You can be happy doing it all. You can figure out where your priorities lie, where you want to, you know, concentrate that energy. And she just really talks about her journey through this process and how she's gotten to where she is and how the people that she's met along the way have really helped her do that. Yeah, I think um, if this episode is just a great discussion on on just how one has yeah, changed and evolved over time and allowed oneself to step into different roles and, and trusted the journey. And it, you always like learn how just things align um, for, for oneself, especially, I mean, I think we can all agree that we can all struggle at times with knowing when the next project, project is going to come. Am I ready to be a director yet? Like all these things, we all have these thoughts. We all share that. And it's just awesome to see someone who's so seasoned, like just hear how they went and tackled on the different changes. And um, yeah, I think you guys are really going to just take away a lot and hopefully just feel more at ease with the journey. That's just what we're here for to kind of spill the tea on that. And she certainly does. So without further ado, here's Stacia. Stacia, our girl Stacia <laughs> is on today, writer, director. You've been busy. I was like scrolling on your website. I'm like, what has she not directed? And <laughs> um, no, I we're so excited. Um, the especially to go from the episodic space on what you've directed. We're excited to kind of see what brought you into that world. Um, it's a world that's very unknown, especially to us independent filmmakers. But I'm sure we have some listeners who are interested in directing, you know, from feature films to episodic series. So we'd love to hear why you're passionate about all those things. But let's let's take it back. Let's get a sense of who you are, Stacia. Where'd you come from? Who your best friend was? We don't need to know that. But whatever you <laughs> want to share um, as, as like kind of your upbringing and, and kind of what led you to directing. Because as we found, 
not everyone grew up thinking they're going to be a director or a producer or a filmmaker, like, you know, such as ourselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm the opposite. I always like to say I came out of the womb knowing exactly what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, like, when, yeah, when we, when we were little and everyone was playing, you know, girls are playing with Barbies or whatever. I, I was always on, a, you know, a fake host couch being interviewed for my next movie. I, I kid yeah. you not. Like I, I always, always knew what I wanted to do. Oh my um, I, God. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I started out as an actor and I, I'm still an actor. I still, I love to act in other people's you know, projects. I Hitchcock and all of my own projects. Yes. Uh, yeah. So it's usually a very small part. And sometimes it's like last minute. Sometimes it's like somebody gets sick and I'm like, okay, how quickly can you get me in and out of makeup? (laughs) You know, I'll do it. Give me a teleprompter. (laughs) Um, Oh my God. I love that. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. So, um, I always, I always knew I wanted to be an actor. I wanted to be on Broadway. My mom was a dancer when she was younger, um, on Broadway and, Never followed that that path, but was very encouraging, you know, for me. Mm-hmm. You never and then did my, a chorus line? You weren't kicking no, up? No? No. no. She did the can-can. She did the can-can on Broadway. <laughs> oh, shit. Love that. Uh, she taught dancing, so. Um, and, and the Crawfords are all very, my, I come from a huge family. Um, there's like 21 cousins and 19 of them are women. And most of us are artists of some sort. So it's very, um, encouraging artistic family. Love that. Um, and then my dad was a cop. So, you know, yeah. Balance. So, so was he just like, what are these crazy ladies doing? Dancing oh, and singing oh, around the house? Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, as far opposite as you could possibly be. Um, but really, it's it's interesting because I'm highly creative, but I'm super analytical. Um, so I actually went to school to be um, a crime scene investigator um, because when I was going through college, I didn't want a degree, you know, in theater. I was like, I'm never going to teach it. This is not going to help me on set. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, yeah, I went to school in that vein. And if I and if I wasn't so um, you know, if I wasn't so focused on being a filmmaker, I, I would have wanted to be a profiler for the FBI, you know, so that, that I have a political mind. Yeah. So um, I, I naturally lend more towards thrillers just because it's my, my training, it's the way my brain thinks. Um, and I incorporate colors and, you know, all sorts of psychological elements that you wouldn't know just by watching it. But as you, you know, if I talked you through it, you'd be like, oh, I, now I can see what you were thinking. Now I understand mm-hmm. why you did that color or, you know. Right. Um, so there's so psychology yeah. behind it all. And we love 100%. talking about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So definitely. Yes. I, I love that. The color mm-hmm. science, all of it. It, it really mm-hmm. builds the world. So understood. We love thrillers too. So you're talking to the right crowd. <laughs> Yay. Um, so this was all in South Florida. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, and then my parents split when we when I was younger, and um, I I kind of went from Florida. There are a couple there were a couple little pit stops along the way, but I was in New York for about nine years, and I went to LA for twelve years, and then Atlanta for a few years, and so now I split my time mostly living between Wilmington, North Carolina, and Atlanta. I go back and forth, but okay. you know, if a film shoots in Chicago, I'll go to Chicago, or you know. Where, wherever the, the work takes me, but, but mostly Atlanta and North Carolina. And is that for the, because there's a lot of TV happening there, I imagine, that <laughs> the work well, is I there? Moved, yeah, I mean, I moved to the Carolinas back in the late 90s um, when it was really hopping. Mm-hmm. And then my yeah. whole family followed me. 
Um, so we're rooted now in North Carolina. And okay. then I left, I guess, like, a, not even a year later, like six months later, I took off to New York, but I always <laughs> came home to the Carolinas. Um, and so the, yes, it, um, I don't know what year it was, but, um, uh, you know, I don't know, maybe a decade ago or so, um, Atlanta started really uh, seeing what North Carolina was doing with the film mm -hmm. incentive and, and the work and they, um, you know, they, they topped it. And, um, obviously it's probably the biggest, um, the biggest place to film right now. So Carolina still does, yeah, um, yeah. but it's not as much work as Atlanta. Atlanta really is the Mecca. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, at this point it's like, it's rivaling LA because, you know, like, I mean, dare I say, I think there's more work in Atlanta. Yeah. I mean, it's more um, studio based and, you know, um, you know, three camera slick floor stuff there, but right. I think more independent stuff in Atlanta, I think. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, it's just become such a, like, it's affordable to be able to shoot a film there. There is so much talent there, you know? Like, I think in the beginning, people were kind of worried, well, oh, I have to, like, ship all of my actors and all of my crew out to Atlanta. And it's like, no, you've got a whole base right there now, you know? Yeah, and it's a right-to-work state, so it's a lot of union stuff, but you don't have to be union uh, actors as well. Um, there's SAG and there's non-SAG and there's, you know... Um, there, there's a good, there's a good mix of, of all sorts of filmmakers here, which is nice. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't get it wrong, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> but also just out of curiosity, how many feature films have you done? Oh, good Lord. Um, so I, so I'm, you know, very tenacious by nature and, um, and, and because I love the industry so, so much, I always wanted to be a director. However, I just, I just felt like I... I just inherently felt like I needed to have a lot of experience in order to be the best director that I could possibly be. Mm -hmm. So I really pursued in front of the camera and then I started producing. Um, and producing came naturally to me. I'm the oldest of four. I'm, you know, an alpha, I'm, you know, like yeah. all of the things that producers and I'm very organized. Um, and I was really great at it, but I didn't, um, I didn't love it. I, you know, as much as I loved the creative process. Right. So I want to say, okay, gosh, I started off. Uh, that's why I've not been married and don't have kids. <laughs> it's my own whole industry. I finally just got a dog. <laughs> I <Yay>. a boyfriend. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, I started all. Let's. I started doing independent stuff, and then in LA, I got into the um, unscripted or reality okay. world. Okay. And those, you know, you do so fast. It's run and gun. It's guerrilla style filmmaking. I mean, yeah. it is so, so, so fast. And that to me was such incredible training because you, you really have, you can't, you can't sit and relax. Like you have to yeah. constantly be moving and you're doing sometimes two or three shows. You know, I'd be finishing one show and starting another. So yeah. I did that for a couple of years. And then, um, I just and felt were you in the development production side of that. More producing. More producing. No, it's yeah. good to know because I feel like, to your point, if a listener is like, oh, I have this opportunity to hop on an unscripted, what's something I can take away from that? And it sounds sure. like, you know, it's like... Yeah, let's talk about that. Yeah. Um, so, so when... Okay, so I don't ever give advice. I just tell you what my experiences were. Mm -hmm. um, and the best advice either, is that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So this worked for me. I don't know if it's going to work for you or, or whatever. And when I was doing um, reality TV, um, things could have changed by, by now, but, um, 
there was a different tier system, right? It was like, you know, the executive producers and then the, the story producers and then the field producers and then the APs were really assistants to like, there was a yeah. different tier system. Yeah. Um, so I, um, I, st- I worked my way up because that's the way that you, if you really want to be good, you, you shut your mouth, you listen and you work hard. Right. And you work your way up. Yes. So uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, felt like, um, I learned, you know, I, I, people skills are, you know, having the people skills, especially in reality TV, because not um, sometimes, you know, the shows are looking for really, um, how do I, like eccentric people or, mm-hmm. you know, um, sensational people. So having the people skills to deal with all sorts of people, um, mm-hmm. also high energy, high um, uh, people feel very, uh, what's the word? Um, they have a lot of state, you know, at stake, they're showing their personal lives. And sometimes, you know, most of the time, a lot of times it's scripted, uh, but, you know, most of the time we see who they are or a glimpse yeah. of their life. So it is an unveiling of something personal, right? So right. I think knowing how to do that, also the fast pace, the super fast pace, um, I took that with me because, you know, I do films sometimes in, you know, 14, 15 days. Yeah. And I do credit my work in reality um, for giving, for teaching, giving me that training of working fast, but working with integrity and, you know, quality. Yeah. Yes. No, that is huge and definitely an awesome skill set to have. I mean, especially in the independent space. So yeah. I always, we always encourage like our, our listeners, like we, we both have full-time jobs and we learn so much from what we do outside of filmmaking. So it's like, if you're you're like, oh, this is just going to take away everything. No, honey, you can learn. You can learn. And I always say, mm-hmm. take those skills and take it with you elsewhere. <laughs> like, yeah. take what you can and and go. So it sounds like that was a really great way for you to exercise those set of skills. And so where did you go from after reality? TV? From there? Yeah. So I, you know, I, I'm, I'm one that is very in, like, in tune with, you know, I'm a little woo-woo. I'm in tune with, you know. <laughs> But I'm so are we. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I just, my, my heart just wasn't, you know, I was just feeling this need to, to, I'm a storyteller, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I felt yeah. like, and when I got into reality TV, my mom had just passed away. So I kind of needed a steady place to go. And it was right. really, really soothing for me to have a structure, um, believe it or not. And, um, and so then, I, I, you know, after a year or so, or I don't, two years of that, um, I just felt this calling in, internally to do a script. Um, one I'd had for quite some time, I was attached to, we had five, oh gosh, this one, seven years it took me from the moment I was handed the script to the moment we yelled action, seven oh, yeah. years. And I, and <laughs> I don't I, know how people do it. I mean, people would say to me, why are you, you know, let this thing go. And I just couldn't let it go. I couldn't let it go. Yeah. And, and I get to the point where, you know, I always say the second best answer you're, you'll ever get is no. Um, you know, and I would just pitch this thing. I mean, I pitched this thing everywhere because <laughs> why not? Someone's going to, someone's going to yeah. like it, you know, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, and not doing it in a forceful or pushy or salesman way, just like, Oh, Hey, what are you looking for? This, I've got this, you know? Yeah. So I left reality TV. I went into this, at this point, I'm just producing now, Mm -hmm. uh, producing and acting. Um, And then I got a call from a friend of a friend who was working for Mar Vista um, Studios out in LA. And um, 
And at the time, this is like in 2015, I think, 2015, mm -hmm. um, I really connected well with this executive producer. He gave me a shot, um, met this filmmaking family. And then I did five, well, not thrillers. I did five features for them within like two and a half years or three years. Wow. I mean, it's insane. Like <laughs> the race um, and all over like Oklahoma, Tennessee, Atlanta, you know, all over. And um, wow. so, That's yeah, incredible. I, I was yeah. tired. I was really tired. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, I'm, but I'm like incredible. She's like, I was I'm really I was tired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I get it, but that's amazing. Uh, right, but what happens is, you know, we're struggling. We're struggling, right? We're struggling artists. So when you get offered a time. job, you take it because you don't know how long you're going to be out of work. Yeah. So, um, and, and the projects were really good. And so I was like, mm -hmm. I'm not going to say no to this. Um, yeah. So I'm grateful. I had such incredible experiences. Like my friends that, I started this journey with, or, you know, they're Emmy award winning and, you know, like really, really strong, um, filmmakers. And we were all just like baby filmmakers together. Like, Oh, this will be fun. Let's go to Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, I love that. <laughs> yeah. So, so I was working with Marvista. I really, you know, I found a home with them and I just, they were so good to me and I just loved working with them. And, my, I, I tell the story all the time. So listeners who have listened to my other podcast might, might have heard this. My best friend, one of my best friends is Adrian Correa, the cinematographer. Mm -hmm. okay. And he shoots like everything. Um, and he was filming something with me and we were in Chicago, I believe. And they had the, uh, my boss had come to me and said, do you, what do you want to do next? Like, do you want to be an executive? Do you want to work for the company? Do you want to do more of these? And, and I said, you know, he said, what is your heart? Like what, what is truly in your heart? Just be very, be very open with me. And I said, you know, I've always wanted to direct, but I just mm -hmm. didn't, I just never thought I was ready. And he said, I think you're ready. So go shoot a short film and mm -hmm. give it to me. You know, he's like, cause I still have bosses that I have to bring it to. So you've proven yourself as a producer. Now prove to me that you can direct and I'll see what I can do. So little, I didn't know this at the time, but Adrian had gone to him behind my back and said, you know, she's really a director. Like she's really, really a director. And, and you would do yourself a great service by hiring her as a director because she knows how to act and she knows how to produce and, you know, together. Yeah. So that conversation, you know, sparked my boss to come to me. And so within... I mean, two months, maybe I, um, I wrote, produced, put my own money in to, a short film to direct. Um, yeah. and the, the woman who I hired as the lead, she, um, she had gotten ill. Later we found out she was actually pregnant. She didn't even know it. Oh. So last minute I stepped in and, and played the lead because I was like, the, the train has oh. left the station. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and it was like, I want to say within two to three months. I mean, it was not a long, um, a long time and they, they loved it. And I think they were just more impressed that I actually put my money where my mouth was, you know, yeah. literally. And um, so many people don't. So when you yeah. like someone yeah. shows up, that's instant, like, okay, yeah. like this yeah. person gets it done. They get mm -hmm. it. Yeah. And, you know, and, every, you know, how many times have you heard, oh, I've got this great story. I've been working on it for 10 years or whatever, you know, and it's just my process isn't my process is like, you know, lickety split. So 
Um, so yeah, so then they gave me they gave me a, a oh thriller. Oh my god! Okay. And my so my first one ended up on Netflix, guys. Amazing! Congratulations! Yeah, I was super excited! I was like, oh, yeah. I think I like this. And it's a thriller. So I was just gonna say, like, what genres had? Thriller. Yeah, all thrillers. Yeah. Okay. No, That's not yeah, all, but the yeah. From what you had done with the previous Mar Vista, were those also? Did you get to work on any? No. So as a genre? producer with them, I produced a thriller, two thriller. Uh, two, I think two thrillers, two Christmas movies, maybe three, three and two. It's mostly thriller and Christmas. Christmas. Is what yeah. <laughs> And then yeah, the juxtaposition there is funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, really, you know what's really great is people say all the time, like, what's your genre? And, you know, I really respect people who have a specific genre and stick with it. Um, but um, I just love the versatility. You know, I mm-hmm. love that I can come in and do a, you know, a a Christmas movie. I have a kid's <laughs> Christmas movie with unicorns that's on Hulu right now, you know, and then I've got thrillers on Netflix. So, yeah. Um, Heck you know, yeah, I love it. Yeah. And I just it. want to take a second to like give you kudos because you obviously put all of the work in before you even got to oh, this director role. You know, like all of the producing you've done, all of the like last minute I'm jumping in there to direct myself in this and like all those sorts of moments. Like that's it, that takes a lot of just stamina, you know, yeah. and which, by the way, guys, um, I'm keeping my stamina up with this magic mind elixir. <laughs> oh, yes, <laughs> If you have not heard me talk about this stuff, um, I love it. It has all kinds of stuff. Yes. It has all kinds of stuff to keep you going all day because it's not like coffee that you're going to like crash after. You're going to get the jitters from. This has got matcha. It's got adaptogens. It's it's immunity boosting and it actually tastes good. And it's in this tiny little bottle so I can take it with me anywhere. So like filmmakers on the go. Yes, it is the perfect thing. And the team even gave us a discount for you listeners. So again, it's Magic Mind Elixir. And with our code FEMREGARD, just all one word, you can get up to 56% off your first subscription if you do it in the next 10 days and 20% off your one-time purchase. All you have to do is go to magicmind.co slash FEMREGARD. But hurry up because the discount only lasts 10 days after this episode airs. That's no, that's important. Um, and yeah, building stamina and just, I mean, girl, we can, we can have a whole thing about that. Um, I did have a question though. Oh yes. So you get your big director role for this thriller. Was it a larger team that you were like, talk us through like working with like, yeah, was everything just brand new like not new new but just like in terms of you now being in a director's chair how did you like switch I feel like you're kind of person you're like I'm here I'm gonna just like roll with it but yeah what was that kind of getting into that that's a great question so I'm by nature I'm very calm I'm very soft-spoken I'm a little I'm excited right now so I might be speaking fast but um (laughs) you know I I think I brought in, because I've been producing for so long, I brought in a team that I really loved. And then the producer on that, on this particular, um, my first one was wonderful. We're still friends. And to this day, we love, I love working with her. Um, Okay. So what I learned, um, I learned, you know, I, I, I prepare a lot 
Um, but I also leave a lot of space for other people to bring their genius mm-hmm. because filmmaking is so collaborative. And I say, I say it so often, listen, you just need to listen, listen to your director, listen to your co-stars, listen to, you know, and, and also lend a hand, you know, don't walk, don't walk by something and, you know, trip over it and not move it, you know, just kind right. of be, be so collaborative. So what I really learned that was different directing from producing, um, was, I mean, obviously I'm dealing more with the actors, but I am an actor. So I speak a certain language, you know, we speak a certain language. Yes. So there's a, there's a sense of, um, safety mm-hmm. and, you know, and I did, you know, training in New York and LA and, and, you know, like I said, I'm still an actor. I still act for other people. So, um, really, um, my job is to come to set, spend time with an actor and know what their process is without even asking them. Mm. Right. I study them. So they're studying the roles, but I study them because I want to give them as much support as they need mm-hmm. um, and co- and guiding and, you know, and challenging to 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 create the best possible uh, performance. Right? right. For everybody. So I think that that I didn't um, it's not that I didn't know it, but I don't I didn't realize I would love it that much, you know, just really yeah. being so enmeshed with the, with the actors to deliver this performance. Um, and mm-hmm. also, this is funny. I, um, I learned really quickly how important, um, inserts are <laughs> you know, <laughs> inserts or, you know, the cohesive tissue between, you know, scenes, or if she's yeah. looking at a cell phone, you got to shoot the cell phone. Or if it's a, if it's a FaceTime, you have to shoot the FaceTime and this and that, you know, all the different, yes. um, you know, I knew coverage, of course, but like, right. all, like oh, how did I forget that answer? <laughs> you know? yeah. uh, Ryan Little actually brought that up on his episode. Just like have a day where you just shoot a bunch of inserts and yeah. and like th- that way you can focus on the main story like most of the time. And then, you know, you have a time just to do the inserts that, you know, you're like, oh shit, I don't, I don't want to forget about that. Well, I put it on my shot list, so I have time for it. But inevitably, I'll get a call from the editor going, hey, is, did, did you by any chance shoot the pizza box opening? And I'll be like, no, it's, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. <laughs> How many were in pizza box? You know, and so I do do a yeah. date for that. Um, and if I'm lucky enough to be on a, on a project that's big enough to have a second unit, Sometimes I'll send the second unit out, like just go shoot B-roll of mm-hmm. you know, the, the right. trees blowing or, you know, establishing shots or whatever. Um, yeah. But to circle back, uh, I think I went off on a tangent. My, so the films I usually work on are under a million. Okay. Or I ha- let's say the films I have worked on up until this point are right. under a million. My goal is to get to the next tier this year. Yeah. Um, so my crews are small. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm talking 30 maybe 30 people. Okay. And, you know, it's not a huge cast. Some, some yeah. of the cast, sometimes cast is bigger than others. Um, so, you know, yeah. and at that level and in the smaller yeah. town, we tend to work together often. Right. And so right. that's a beautiful, um, you know, a, you got to bring your a game because you're only as good as your last job. So if you work on a, you know, if you work on a project and you're not that nice, you probably are going to work you know, on that again. But then the opposite is true too. Like I've worked with so many of the same people over and over again because it's a, it's an unspoken language, and you know no one's getting the big bucks on these levels. So it's about really working on quality, you know, quality stuff that it's going to pay your bills and with people you like. 
I think that's like the through line through a lot of filmmakers that we interview is just like you find that family and you just want to keep working with them. And that doesn't mean you, you know, people change it up. Sure. But I think that's what is exciting. And I always tell people who are starting out, like, go find your family, go find your community, go find the people that like the same stories that you want to tell, because those are the people you're going to make stuff with and probably over and over again with. So it's awesome to hear at your level of experience that, we so hope to achieve that, you know, it, it, it takes years of work, but it, you get more and more work as you continue to grow and build and find your family, essentially. I mean, I think some, you know, I, I think like 80% of our jobs are based off word of mouth, you know, yeah. recommendation, knowing people. Yeah. So you know, it's sometimes an agent or manager can get you in the door, but chances are, I, mean, I just had an interview with the producer and we're like, oh, I know this person. I know that, you know, mm-hmm. we knew, we knew so many people. We just never worked together before. So it's, it, it's great because at any time, you know, they can call and say, Hey, what's it like working with Stacia? <laughs> you know? yeah. And hopefully I'll get a good review. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's so yeah. true though, too. Like I've had several people ask me that, you know, are either new to LA or like, technically know how to do the job whatever it is like whether they're a grip whether they're assistant camera like whatever but they've never actually like worked on a set other than maybe like in college if they went to film school or whatever and they ask me like how do I get jobs out here and it's tough because you know for actors we've got IMDB we've got I mean not the crew isn't on IMDB but usually there's more information for the actor side of it um you know we've got actors access we've got backstage like it, things are posted on there for us to find these jobs but for crew it's not always like that and I always tell them you know just start getting to know people cuz once you build those relationships you'll be able to find those jobs even if that means like being a background actor on a couple of sets because yeah acting isn't what you want to do but you you're on set so you have that chance to connect with other people or better yet, be a PA. If you really want to mm-hmm. be a PA, learn what it's going to be like to work 15 hours. I, I remember I hired this one person. I can't remember what position, but she was like, oh, I didn't realize when you said 12 hours a day, I didn't realize you really meant 12 hours a day. <laughs> so actually I meant 12 and a half because I wasn't including lunch. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it's, it's like long, hard hours and people don't realize it. And, you know, PAs are just you know, they are, they're doing everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and that's the best way to learn. It is, yes. you know, it is a hard job. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Stacia, something that I think I've, I. Wait, was... can I, can I just say something real quick before yeah. I lose this thought? Yeah, of course. Oh my God, so, of course. So going back to, to your, finding your core group of people, mm-hmm. absolutely 100%. But I often find, you know, change is scary right? For all of us, we're human, it's human nature. So like sometimes I'll go, I'm going into a film and my normal, you know, two or three DPs might not be ready. And so I have that moment of like, oh, I got to find another DP. I got to find somebody who understands my language. I got to find, you know, and it's yeah. scary, right? But, yeah. but, but embracing those moments that might challenge you a little bit and being open to meeting more people and just really enhancing your Rolodex, I think is important. Um, even though that's not, it's not in our nature. We want to go with what's comfortable, what we know, the language we know. So, so yes, build your tribe, but also be open to, um, to new, meeting new people. And no, I think that's great advice too, because people do sometimes get stuck, but 
not even stuck isn't the right word, but you know, you, you can't always work with the same people either. And you right. should want to work with other people and, and change. And, you know, it helps you as an artist grow too, because there's so many people you can learn from, which is exciting. Um, so I think that is, it's important. I just think for the people who are starting out and are like, so like, I don't know how to go about this. Finding, I think your tribe is kind of the best way to start. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean like that's it for life. Like you're, you're like married to these people for forever. No, 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 not at all. But those people can, can provide, like you said, recommendations, word of mouth. So that way the work can keep compiling, I think is, is just. Well, yeah, you have to keep moving. And when I started off, you know, um, I'm older than you ladies, but when I started off, we didn't have an iPhone. You know, we didn't have the red camera. We didn't yeah. have anything you could look at footage right away. I mean, I had, you know, I think super 16 was like the cheapest or something. And you had to get the film developed and it was, I mean, it was expensive. Mm -hmm. And so nowadays there's no excuse not to make your own short film or your own commercial or your own content. And you've got it in your hand all the time, (laughs) you know, make it just, yeah. Yeah. I think too, you know, um, a lot of times we're like, well, well, is the iPhone enough? Like some, you can tell when something's shot on an iPhone sometimes and whatever, but there's no excuse not to practice at least, you know, make something that's like literally no budget aside from like the food you're ordering to help pay or pay quote unquote, your friends that are just helping you do this for fun. Like you have to start somewhere. And I think a lot of us don't want to put like all that time and effort into something that we're not going to make money off of, or we're not going to get into festivals, but like you, you really need to practice, you know, Carolina and I did a several shorts on an iPhone where we weren't paying anybody. We weren't making any money. Like we're just, we just threw it up on YouTube kind of thing. You know, it's, it's really good to practice where you can. Yeah. So much like learn to work with each other, to build a story, build a world and like editing. Honestly, I I, like delved into that after Mm -hmm. we shot stuff. So thank God I didn't spend like thousands of dollars trying to rent a camera (laughs) for the little shorts we did so I got to like practice my my chops that way Mm -hmm. um I always say if you don't invest in yourself how can you expect anyone else to Mm. amen Mm -hmm. boom snap clap that is that is (laughs) it right there that's right that's why when people are like what's stopping you is is there's you. a lot of things stopping us. Okay. There is, there's so much, but at the end of the day, it is you like, you want something, you gotta go get it, honey. Like, don't like just, and it's easier said than done, but we're hoping that we can show our community like it is achievable and it, it might not happen overnight, but we'll get it done and we'll do it. <laughs> it never happens overnight. I've been doing this 20 years. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> But that's but, the thing, right? Like the, yeah. the the public that isn't in the industry, we look like overnight successes to them, you know. And sure, I say we, but you know what I mean. <laughs> you, no, maybe. No, no, no. no, but yeah, it's you know they don't see all the years and years and hours and hours of work that goes into everything, you know. So I lived a in a three hundred square foot apartment and. In you know uh, New York City, like mm-hmm. no, yeah. I mean we. But but go to your point. We there. Were, I was in an acting an acting class, and we did everything together. We did everything together. You know, we we supported each other. We did off 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 Broadway shows. We did you know skits. We would you know we would we were all bartending of course or waiting mm-hmm. tables. Um, we we would frequent each other's 
you know, place of business, like it, we did everything together. Yeah. And when, you know, cream, uh, what's it? Water sticks still level. So when, when you, you know, yeah. when you start working and all your friends start working around you, it's really, it's really incredible to see. And now they're winning so- Emmys and it's like NVD and your shows are on Netflix and <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and catch on this too, just cause we're all females. Right. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when I started off in New York City, it was really an interesting time. I was, you know, I was in there in the late 90s, 2000s. And um, back then, it was very, very different for women. You know, and if you if you had um, my experience, what I saw and witnessed, it was like the, the women that had families weren't booking as much, you know, because the thought behind it was, well, who's going to take care of our kid? And I, yeah, but, you know, all that, all that crazy right. stuff. Um, and so now... And also it was like, are you a comedic actress or are you a dramatic actress? You got to choose, you know, are you a commercial actress? Are you a, you know, theater actress? You got to choose. Now we're, we're given so much more opportunities than when, than when I was, you know, young and upcoming and, and big cities. Um, so I think that it's really a, a, an incredible time to be a filmmaker, especially a female filmmaker, because um, we're getting into the rooms where, yeah. you know, we're having, you know, before maybe we weren't, we weren't given the same opportunities. I I just know for me, it's changed so much where, um, I didn't feel like I could have all of that and a a, a career. Now you can have every, you can have it all, you know, like I realized you can have it all, but you truly, it is a wonderful, wonderful time for filmmakers in general. Hi friends, I'm David Berman. And for 16 years, I performed over 300 fake autopsies on CSI, Crime Scene Investigation. And I'm John Wellner, and I too was on CSI for 12 years, playing the toxicologist Henry Andrews. John and I are so excited to introduce CS I Love You, a podcast dedicated to all things CSI, both the show, but more importantly, we'll talk to the heroic criminalists behind America's favorite crime drama. So pull up a chair and join us as we talk about murder, mayhem, and mystery. It's CS I Love You go out and make it happen (laughs) yeah no and and speaking of of having it all um I want it all and so (laughs) the the something I was really excited to to talk to you about is you know me and Tessa are both our our multi-hyphenates and and I'm leaning more into also directing and I'll be directing our first feature film and we're acting in it and producing it. So all the things. Um, and I just wanted to hear about how you have you been able to kind of still it's not you've said it in the beginning that you still get to act in certain roles. And that's something I just know in the future, I, I'll probably be doing one of the three at different times. And that's really exciting. I, I really love like all three so far. And I just wanted to hear a little bit about how you've managed to, you know, do more than one thing. And, and are you doing that constantly? Are you being two to three things on a thing? Or do you stick to like, one role per project? I'm I'm just very curious about that. Because that's something I aspire to do. I mean, I only wanted to act less, you know, I mean, I knew I wanted to do other things. But acting was just my I mean, it was my fire. Yeah. 
I remember someone said to me once, oh, but as you get older, your priorities will change. And I thought, oh, that's <laughs> me. Like, never, never will I give up acting, you know? And so, but it's just, but she was right. It's just my priorities changed. And I just found, um, I am so in love with directing because I get to use all these facets that I have that I have, you know, I've honed that craft. Yeah. Um, so even though I'm directing, I'm still a producer. It's still in my genetic makeup. Right. I can walk in a room and go, well, we can save $3,000 by doing this, this, and this. And then maybe I can get the, you know, the, the techno crane that I want for like a half a day, you know, because I know how to build budgets. I know every single line of a budget. So I'm a, so I'm a director that producers love because I understand what the money, the money is. Yeah. yeah. I think that's um, But yeah, but also like working with the actors, you know, I'm working that acting muscle, right? right? So I'm still, I don't necessarily have to be in front of the camera, before, right. you know, whereas before I just wanted to be in front of the camera. I wanted, I mean, I wanted an Academy Award by the time I was 30. Like I was <laughs> hell bent. Yeah. Um, and now it's just changed. It's a different kind of, you know, now for me, success is like doing what I want, when I want, with whomever I want, you know, working on projects. Yeah really fuel me um now of course sometimes I take jobs for because I got nothing else going on (laughs) you know and it's like okay I might not have done this if I had three other offers but yeah sure I'll do this one um but so how I do it is um directing is just it, it, it it's just where my heart is it's where my soul is um I don't my boyfriend says it all the time he's like you're such a strong producer why don't you know would you consider going back to that and I'm like, not right now. I don't, but who knows? Maybe in five years, I might go, you know what I miss? I miss producing. I, I don't know. I'm allowing myself, I love you know, that. that window to open up again if it wants yeah. to. But right yeah. now, um, it's directing. Um, and then acting, I do love, but I have to say where I am in my career right now, I would be reticent to take on a big role mm-hmm. as an actor because I'm such an involved director and I feel like acting takes so much, directing takes so much. And unless you have a partner that can really help with the directing, um, yeah, I just would be concerned that something would, would, would come across as less than mm-hmm. for me. So I still do like the, you know, one or two lines. I play like a newspaper, you know, news reporter yeah, yeah, yeah. or a, you know, so I'm still, you know, I'm still uh, fulfilling that desire. Yeah. And yeah. fun, you know, like I do auditions all the time and I can tell you, I just have fun. Like I enjoy it. I, I it's working that muscle again. Um, but I'm, I, I guarantee it if I, you know, get cast in something by a director I don't know, I'm going to be nervous. <laughs> I'm going to be like, oh my God, oh my God, what am I, you know, and I do this for a living. So, um, <laughs> So, so I think it's just, it depends on the project. Like I'm doing, I'm doing a super cute, I think I'm doing a super cute, like romance one coming up and there's not really a part in, you know, in it for me. So I also am very, as a filmmaker, I'm very well aware because I've worked with filmmakers who just want to be in front of the camera and it doesn't make any sense in the storyline or age appropriate or anything like that. Right. So I, um, if it's, if it, if it's like, oh yeah, okay, that, you know, sure we need you know, yeah. a Laura Lenny Laura Lin, type or whatever, you know, I can, yes. I can do that. Um, but I don't, you know, I, like I'll read a script and say, oh, there's no small parts or there's no, you know, there's nothing right. that way. 
you know, she's much too young or she's much too old. There's no point. You're not going to push it. Yeah. You're not going to be like, oh, I need to be (laughs) like, yeah. No. No. And I just did. Yeah. And I just did a, uh, we'll get into the episodics, but I just did like, because I just wanted to be in, you know, one of my episodes, you know, I'm like in the background, if you blink, you might miss me. I don't even have a lot. (laughs) I don't even know. I haven't even seen if that episode's gonna, if they're going to cut me out or not. Yeah. I don't even know if I made the cut, but you know, but it was fun. But I also do it with everyone else in the crew too. I'll be like, all right, who wants to be on camera? You know, and and, and in the small parts too, because some people are like, absolutely not. Do not show my face. And some people are like, I'll do it. I'll do it. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah. I love that. I like, you know, that's such a cool way to really involve your team in an even deeper way, you know, because sometimes you're on a project and it's like, you might not even know everybody's first name, you know, that in, or you just know nothing about them. And that's a great way to really make them feel like they're part of the project because the projects that I've worked on either as an actor or on some side of production that like really try to make you feel like this is your movie too, you know, right. has been, they've been the best projects. The like best I was, yeah. yeah, exactly. I was nothing but a background actor in one of my now friends feature and they made me feel like family. They made me feel yeah. like I was a part of this, you know, like, so those, that's always, it really builds that camaraderie and it probably does. gets it, better work out of people. Yeah. But most often, like sometimes you know, like if I'm filming, let's just say a diner scene, it's getting late and we had to release some extras. I'm like, uh, crew, who have I not used? Come here. Could you, would you mind being on camera? Please, please, please. You know? yeah. and, 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 and sometimes they'll be like, all right, all right. I'll, I'll have to go like to the DP and be like, can I steal your gaffer for like just one quick shot? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, you have to go, go right. through the channels and, and make sure they're not like doing something super important for the scene yeah. before you put them in camera but um yeah and it's fun for me to watch too like I'll be sitting with the editor I'll be like oh look look that's our art department <laughs> that reminds me of uh, our friend Kristen Baker she had done a Christmas movie called Mary and Gay and she was telling us about how there's essentially like this small town um, talent show in the movie and they took their whole like gaffing team and had them do this little like choreographed dance. And it's so cute. Like knowing that watching the movie, like we were laughing out loud. <laughs> yeah. like, they're all in their black still. Like, <laughs> like you wouldn't know if you would like now seeing it, you'd be like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. That's a gaffing team. Hell well, yeah. I always tell my wardrobe department, make sure you have extra black shirts, make sure you have extra socks because Smart. I guarantee you I'm going to send somebody from crew to you at the last minute and it might even be me so <laughs> just make sure you have extras and solid colors Ooh, yeah that's a good that's, that's a good tip no mm-hmm. and thank you for sharing um just I love your mindset of being kind of open but like still knowing what your heart wants to do and I, I think that's just like the best advice person that I'm taking away from that is just kind of like you know, follow what you enjoy, but I think stay open-minded too to like new possibilities or interests or challenges. So I'm And you're allowed to change your mind. You're yeah, allowed to change girl. Yeah. I know. I think we get set on telling ourselves this is, this is our identity, you know, yeah. like being an actor performer. That was something that I felt like I didn't get to exercise a lot in my early 20s, like coming out of school, doing it every single day. And then I was like really depressed about it and then like found independent filmmaking. And now I'm opening myself up to 
more than one thing and and trying to own all of that and it's exciting i think we just um yeah i love don't yeah do not feel bad if you change your mind or mm. want to explore something or don't like something you know it's just that's life's too short <laughs> like yeah you know, just so it's okay if it's your identity i would say it's my identity for sure i mean i yeah. but i found balance now where I'd never had balance before. So, you know, taking care of body, mind, spirit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) And having to, you know, and and I got a puppy and she really reminds me every few hours to take a walk, to put work down. I mean, Mm -hmm. because you get consumed. So I think it's okay to, to feel like it's your identity, but also try to find, try to find something that helps you know, soothe that a little bit when you're, when you're feeling a little too anxious or overwhelmed or, you know, right. exhausted. Or... Right. And to no, know too, like what your, your, I guess, purpose is the word I want to use behind it is too, because like, I'm finding that I am good at producing, but I don't necessarily love it. But for me, it's about creating my own content, you know? So it's like, yes, I'm willing to take on this role because I can really find the reward and what's behind it, you know? So I yes. think too, if you're like still figuring that out, like, do I like this? Do I want to try this? Like looking kind of beyond and what's the purpose behind it too is important. Yeah. And if you change your mind, it's, I mean, I used to, like I said, I wanted to win an Academy Award by the time I was 30. Mm-hmm. Didn't happen, but, th- but it's okay. You know, yeah. like giving yourself goals or is, is I think important, but also mm-hmm. not beating yourself up or saying, you know, I'm never going to let this go or, and then feeling bad because you did let it go. It's okay. You can, you can change your mind about anything. Yeah. Anything. (laughs) (laughs) To touch on television. I was just going to ask you if you want to talk about (laughs) Yeah. Just a little bit. I know where like, again, I think that Mm -hmm. we have some directors out here who could be interested and let's say they've only worked on films. They like, what is, yeah, how do you, how do you land yourself in that position? Is it knowing again, the right people to kind of give you that chance? And then, you know, the showwriter, yeah. How would you even find yourself in that position and, and kind of like, yeah, how to rewire your brain almost to work in that, that space. Cause it is different. Yeah. So I started directing in 2018 and I think I've done, Gosh, ladies, I think maybe nine movies or something. Okay. Um, and I always, I wanted to work in television. I just, I always have. Um, I, I had no idea how to get there. It's the same thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I just know how to hustle, you know, and, 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 and in a beautiful way, right? Like not, that's not a, not a negative connotation. I just, um, I reach out to people all the time. I talk to people. I hear their stories. I'm helpful to them when they need something from me. It's just, mm. you know, it's networking like, like yeah. we talked about. So for, for me, I've only done one show. It's a streaming show. Um, it's for a, a, a platform called um, Passion Flicks. Mm-hmm. Um, Tosca Musk is... She's running an empire over there. She's phenomenal. <laughs> wow. um, and it was, she mostly, she she does books, romance books, and she turns them into to movies and she's been very successful at it. She's a, she's a, a multi-hyphenate for <laughs> sure. Um, and she had optioned this book and it was a four-part book. So she decided to do uh, a season per book. Okay. And it just so worked out. I had interviewed with her before. I heard her name. I was like, oh, I want to, you know, a strong woman who's doing this much. I want to be in her presence. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want to work. Yeah. 
fine. So I'd heard about her. And again, Atlanta's big, but it's small. And when you, in, mm-hmm. in a lot of our filmmakers, we all work together. We, we throw each other jobs. Sometimes I turn down a directing job and I'll, I'll say, but, oh, these are three directors you should look at. Or, you know, like right. Ryan and I have been trying to work together forever. Like we're trying to find the right project. Um, hopefully a series where we can each direct an episode. Um, so there's, there's a, you know, there's a beauty in not being competitive, you know, being really supportive and just, yes. it's like, it's like the, you know, adage where you light a candle just cause you light a candle doesn't mean it diminishes the candle that you're holding. Like yeah. the flame's still bright. So I think, um, I have, I have really surrounded myself through a lot of years and a lot of practice and a lot of self-work, you know, with people who are like me and don't, and don't feel that competitiveness. Right. So right. That, that's our way of saying. I had a couple of people, peers that um, had met with her and said, oh, you should really meet Stacia. I think you guys, I think you guys would really work together well. And so we had both heard about each other prior Mm -hmm. to, to me working for her. And um, it's kind of a long story, but I was, I was hired to do a sequel to a movie that I did that was pretty, did very well. Um, And then literally at the last second, like two days before I was supposed to fly out, like a week before you know, shooting, I got COVID. So Mm. I had to, I had to withdraw from that project because that train had already left the station. There was no, you know, turning back. And then literally like two days later, I get a call from Tosca and her schedule had rearranged so dramatically. She was supposed to direct multi, um, multiple episodes of this TV series. And then she ended up having to jump on another show. So she was looking for a director, hopefully one director, to kind of carry it out and do two seasons. And um, I was like, how soon do you need me? And it was like Monday. Okay, I'll take another COVID test, you know? So <laughs> literally, I kid you not, and I talk about this all the time. I had, I knew of the books. I hadn't read the whole series. I knew I was familiar with it. It was a mystery and there was a lot of romance in it. I never read a script. I said yes, just because I so badly wanted to work right. with Oscar, you know, in Passion Flicks. So, I mean, I would have, I would have been like, I'll take one episode, but she gave right. me 10, gave me 10 episodes. Um, oh my God. That's so, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So we did two seasons back to back. She did the first two episodes. I did the next 10 and um, it was, it was okay. So I'll tell you the similarities and the differences. So like I said, it's my first one. It right. is first streaming. Um, we did shoot it. Uh, luckily enough, I'd worked with 90% of the crew before, uh-huh. loved the crew. So we already, yeah, again, that's great. <laughs> already had language, the DP and I, I think this is our fourth or fifth project together. Phenomenal. My, you know, my line producer, my ADs. I mean, uh, cause you got to really like people a lot when you're in the trenches, right? <laughs> they hey, always respect and understand how they work. And, yeah. um, so we kind of, we kind of shot it like a film, but like a 10 week film. Um, and it was That's very- That's the way I would do it. I'm like, I don't <laughs> know how else I would figure it out. So, you know, like typically from my understanding with episodic is a director gets an episode or a block. Exactly. And, and then yeah. they switch and then, and then, yeah. Right. Well, this one was just like, it was the whole way through, which was incredible because there was consistency. There was consistency yeah, with the actor. Yeah. Uh, you know, just the, the, the heartbeat of it was consistent. Right. Right. Um, and you know, Tosca and I, I had, I had shadowed her for a couple of weeks. So I really got a sense of 
what she was looking for because yes, I'm bringing my own, my own signature to it, but I'm still working for her mm-hmm. and for her project and for her network. So, so yes, I might've, you know, I might've wanted to do, you know, X, Y, Z, but her style is ABC. So I have to find a way to still, you know, do her style, but with my right. signature on it. Right. You know, and that's, gotcha. that's what I think. I think that's the difference with episodic is you really have to um, bring a piece of yourself, but you have to stay in line with what the network wants, what the show is about. What's right. whereas in, um, and especially with a, an, a, an adapted um, screenplay mm-hmm. from a book that is literally like word perfect. Um, whereas in original content, original screenplays, I feel like directors have a little bit more leeway to play with maybe the framing or the color or the performances I feel like um, episodic, you have a little bit more structure to stay in the lane, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it definitely does. It definitely does. Because they have their, they've been working on this whole like outline and concept and and, like on top of what you were saying about the network has their own contingencies of what's okay, what's not okay. Like, so absolutely. So you're, it's like this is their their storyline but then you get to have almost like your own voice in in the way you're like letting the characters interact and i feel like yeah is that, is that kind of the way it's like yeah. here's here's like the map that they give you and then it's like this is okay the way you get from a to b like have fun yeah <laughs> but a to yeah. b needs to happen <laughs> I, yeah, I kind of like i kind is of is that a like, good way of putting it because this is like, I'm your a visual color person. Book. Yeah, here's yeah. Your here are all your crowns. You can color it the way you want to, but stay in the lines. You know, you can, you know, you know what I mean? So, but, but also it's, you, it's, it's not, it's not playing with ego, right? It's really yeah. just want this wanting it to be successful. Like I really wanted Tosca to be happy. I wanted it, right. I wanted it to be a success for her. Um, Cause it's not my show, but, mm-hmm. but, right. you know, I, with my DP, I designed the shots and the colors and yeah. the, you know, not, the, not, not necessarily the colors, but we were working off of a book. So we had to be very, very um, loyal to that book because there's lots of fans and we want to do that, right? We want to yeah. honor it. We want to respect it. So, and some things don't translate from book to film as we all know. So you just try right. to get as close to it as possible or find find a, um, you know, an adequate, um, replacement of, of, if, if you will um so yeah. but we shot out of order we shot you know so that was kind of hard if we knew like okay we're going to be in let's just say we're going to be in this vehicle in episode you know two four and then again in season two on episode three you had to think you know i had to really really like right. think about okay, what where were they emotionally make sure all the wardrobe and you know the the purses and the jewelry and everything matches and then if they're going this way are they going north or south or you know so it was you know we have the car for one day we have to shoot four different scenes for four different episodes and four different time zones and four different states or or whatever you know whatever I'm just paraphrasing there um so so that was that was a little challenging Mm -hmm. um but really it's not I, it was only it was my first experience, so I'll, I'll let you know when when I make it to actual you know prime time. <laughs> I will have you back on. We'll yes, chat, we'll chat about do, it please because do. We'll talk about I think it. it's it's a different world, and I'm still like 
at this point, I'm, I'm just in the film space personally, but I feel like, again, you can't, like, I like to stay open and learn and, like, feel like the challenges are, are different and it'd be really interesting to hear after you, like, have it mm -hmm. all out there. You know, what are your takeaways? What do you really love about that, working in that medium with, like, a coloring book to, yeah. <laughs> to like, kind of help tell a story? But I think when you're passionate about what the whole, like, uh show is about you know that that is what you end up relating to and that's why you like you said you wanted it to be the best you could for her and I think that's just the same like with any project that you're working on that the end goal is like you want to make something good right yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you are like you do. and you, <laughs> so. and you get to a point like I, I did with her like I, I would have an idea but like oh I'm gonna try this idea I hope she doesn't hate it you know? <laughs> yeah. or, or if I had a, a really out there idea I would always shoot it in a different way as well so she didn't mm -hmm. like it you know because ultimately I you know I turn in what's essentially a director's cut but yeah right network and exec and producers they get final say when you're at my level, you yeah. know, uh, you know, as, right. you, as you as you work up the ladder, you have more more um, creative control. Um, so, so my job is just to give her or whoever my boss is the best possible footage, put yeah. it together. Hey, this is the way I see it, but you know, ultimately walk away and just know that they have the same goal in mind, which is to make the best show possible, and yeah. and that that requires stripping yourself of ego. And I think it's great that you had done, or you have had so much experience in the, in the more like indie film world before this, because then you were able to kill your ego, you know? And it's like, whenever people <laughs> are kind of making their first films, we always hear that kill your babies kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you have to be willing to not necessarily do it exactly the way you want to, because it's actually going to make the best end product you know mm -hmm. but you've also had that experience so you were able to come in with like strong opinions and knowing what to try yeah. but then yeah in the end being willing to just give it all up if that means it's going to be the best product in the end yeah and like my dp and i uh like i said we work together a lot so there's an unspoken language we always have a plan a plan b and um you hear me a lot say okay we're going to pivot because mm -hmm. things happen you run out of time it starts pouring rain somebody gets yeah. sick Mm -hmm. it, right but he would yeah. i would say okay let's just do you know i'd like to do it this this and this and he'd say may i offer a suggestion <laughs> say, yes please you know and and i would yeah. say 95 percent of the time i would go with a suggestion because it would still get to the same end result that i was looking for but he just had a different different technical way mm -hmm. of getting there than right. i because i don't know the cameras i don't know i mean you know i'm limited with my knowledge as far as for equipment right. um but, but that's how you work together, right? Mm -hmm. That's how you, you know, and then sometimes it'd be like, oh gosh, I wish we could, but we can't because remember this and this and be like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Or, you know, so. Good. It sounds like a good DP partnership you have. Yeah, I know. Sure. I just get so upset when he's not like when he's on other projects. I'm like, wait, wait, you're mine. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that's, that's um, a really good way to communicate with someone and, and trust their abilities like you said like there's they're bringing on their genius and that's that's what you you know that is why you want to hire the best and that you got to then let them shine <laughs> like that's yeah. why yeah. they're there too. yeah and actors, yeah. you know like I always um yeah. sometimes I'll have like an executive producer who just like pops in on set and they'll be like 
uh, before the take, oh, make sure you tell them X, Y, Z. I'm like, no, no, I don't tell them anything. Like mm-hmm. let them perform. Then I'll come in and make an adjustment. And then we'll do a different take, you know, like if, you know, I would say like, if, if you don't see what you are hoping to see by take three, then let's have a conversation. But I guarantee you, I guarantee you anything that you're going to tell me to tell them, they already know. And they're going to do it and take one. Mm-hmm. Let them do it. Like they're prepared. You know? yeah. do yes. It. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> As a professional actor, I appreciate that from a director. Yeah. Yeah. A thousand percent. So we know that you are in your directing phase. Um, what else is on the horizon for you? And you, yeah, is there anything coming out that our listeners yeah, can, so, can see? You know, I can't talk about too much because, you know, you have NDAs and stuff or, or you, you you start a project and sometimes it takes seven years to finish, you know. <laughs> um, but I can tell you that I am constantly working on something. So I'm technically off a show, but I'm still helping out with, with posts wherever they need me on my last show. I'm reading scripts constantly. I have, I can tell you, I have a Christmas one that I'm super excited about nice. working with a, a singer that I'm, I'm, I adore and that's just getting going. I don't know. That'll be independently financed, which is a whole nother conversation um, for uh, your one of your shows, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know when exactly that's going to go. Um, I do have one in Europe that I'm Ooh. super excited. Ooh. Again, this is a producer, an actress turned producer who lives in England. Um, so we've known each other 20 years, but, and always wanted to work together and we never have. So, mm-hmm. um, and that's with another big actor over there. So that's like, that's but that's financing and, and weather contingent. Um, and that's a drama. That's a drama. Um, I, I just, I think drama I'm going to feature drama feature. Yeah. These are both features. Um, nice. I, I do have another feature that I think I'm going to do, which is super cute. Just a romance, super, you know, like I, after the thrillers and the hardcore like chase stuff, sometimes I just like doing yeah. <laughs> something no, no, easy. I, I hear you. And my heart can just open and just, you know. That's yeah. going to be desert flowers for us. I, <laughs> I like really want our first like Western to be a full feature length. And it's just like, I love the, just the fun comedic relief you get from these like, yeah, spaghetti Western so I'm like excited to like hop back into that one day because I just think it'll be just fun like it'll just be like a great time that's my goal I want to do western I have a western that someone sent me and it's beautiful and I really want to do it but there's no financing attached right now um Taylor Sheridan to me is a god you know like I've I've followed him forever and um what he does with westerns and um, noted she likes western she wants oh. to do Montessa. okay yeah and I'm a, I, I ride horses and my, I had a I had a, a producer say to me I can't quite get your vibe you're kind of like country but your city and I'm like yeah both <laughs> you know um uh, my boyfriend and I just went to uh, we just went to a rodeo. He's he's not country at all, but he's I'm getting him there. <laughs> you're getting him there. I'm getting him there. Got him a hat and some you know Aww. cowboy boots and got Love him on it. a horse. Um, but I I think yeah I would love to do a western. I would love to I mean you know to to do any to be in the same room with Taylor Sheridan would be just. Yeah. And I would love for you to share. Okay. So our audience knows what's coming up. Um, As far as if there's anything 
in the past of yours that you would like to share for uh, where they can find it to watch? And then also any social media, basically anything, anywhere our listeners can find you and your work. Yeah. So my Instagram is uh, just Stacia Crawford, S-T-A-C-I-A Crawford. Um, I'm on Facebook too, but I mostly do Instagram. I am on Twitter. I think there's an underscore. I think there's an underscore between my first and last name. Um, That's like ours. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We have an underscore. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I do have, um, I have a super, I always say it's just a no frills, super cute uh, kids movie called A Unicorn Christmas. It's with Abby James Witherspoon, uh, Reese's niece. Nice. She plays the lead and it's about a girl who gets a unicorn for Christmas. I mean, it's really sweet. It's about, it's, if you're just looking for a feel good Christmas movie with not a lot of hijinks or, you know, anything, you know. Um, so that's on Hulu and I believe it might be on Tubi. I have a lot of things on Tubi right now. Okay. That's um, awesome. It's a free channel. Tubi is a free channel, by the yeah. way. Um, I have a, a, a mystery called Girls Getaway Gone Wrong, part one. Okay. Um, I was, that was the one I was supposed to do part two and I got sick. Um, there is, there is part two on that. Um, I have, uh, gosh, 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 I think maybe hidden in plain sight. Um, it left Netflix, Netflix. It might be on Tubi as well. Um, I have a couple Christmas movies that I produced, uh, on ones on Hallmark. It's been on Hallmark like yearly for the past few years called, um, the perfect Christmas present with Sam Page. Um, yeah, what a, what a lovely man. And then I've got another one called every other holiday Mm -hmm. that was on Hulu, but I think it's on, you know, they change, they, they move around a lot. Right. 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 Um, So that one on Hulu. Um, and of course, uh, the secret life of Amy Benson is on passion flicks. Um, and that's, that's Tosca's channel. I don't know if that's going to stream. I think it might go to Amazon, but I'm not, I, I don't, I, I don't quite know. It's brand new to me. Mm-hmm. This network is new to me. So right now it's on passion flicks and gosh, I feel like I'm forgetting a couple. Oh, I've got <laughs> another one coming out, um, on the 24th. I don't know when this will air, but on Friday, I've got one coming out on lifetime. Uh, they just changed the name. It's called Newlywed Nightmare. And that was a okay. lot of fun. That was a yeah. <laughs> nice. It's a lifetime. Oh yeah. my God. Uh, now I just want to get lifetime so I can watch that. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it is fun. It is fun. Yeah. A lot of fun. I don't know how you yes. even keep track of all of these. <laughs> I know. I was just like, dang. <laughs> That's what I said in the beginning. I'm like, you are busy. You are yeah. on it. You've done so much. Um, no, incredible work. And we're excited to just keep watching your journey. We are, I mean, we're Thank obviously you. following you on social media and yeah, like keep us posted on, on these new features that are on the horizon and yeah, no. keep killing it. And nothing wrong with not working as hard as we do, right? Like there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with just taking your time and, and choosing what you want. And, yeah. um, you know, just because, like I've chosen just to to work really hard, you know, really hard and fast. Yeah. But it doesn't mean okay. always get yes. bad, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, and it, that's why I think where the danger comes in is in the comparison, mm-hmm. because yeah, you know, like, some some people that. might not want to do a unicorn movie with a fifteen year old, you know, or yeah. you know, having the comparison and also knowing um, 
like I've, I haven't worked on set for a few months and then you start getting anxious, right? You're like, oh my gosh, what, what am I supposed to do? And just know that it happens to everybody, everybody, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so, and sometimes people's films come out just coincidentally all at the same time, but they shot it over three or four years. And so I think really keeping that perspective, it's what I have to remind myself. Yeah, no, that's huge. I'll, Mm-hmm. And my boyfriend's in the business too. He's a stunt person and same thing. It's like some months are crazy busy and some months it's, you know, you just have to remind yourself it's like this for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's a really great reminder. Social media, you know, like it's just so hard to not compare and when people are posting X, Y, Z and yeah. So I think that you bring up a really good point and we just, uh, we thank you just for saying that for sure it's perspective and and something that I mean we're I'm just so glad we got to chat with you today and like hear how you've managed so many things gone through so many different like hoops to get to where you ultimately wanted to be right and and I think that um I just love there's a pattern I'm noticing in life is that things just work out and they always do sometimes at the very last minute or you get COVID and then it ended up working out <laughs> in your favor because you got yeah. like, it's just how life is. So I just learned like, okay, I want this to happen. I'm going to keep working, but it's going to just work out when the universe just wants it to. It like, always does. It just does. Always. So I, I learned that. <laughs> I learned that late in life. I mean, I would, I was, I'm working work on that, but that's what I'm <laughs> noticing. Like to calm my anxiety <laughs> down. I just tell myself it's going to work out. You know, fucking idea why it keeps me up at night and like how but it will because you're working at it so it'll just happen it, 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 oh it's always better and better right when yeah. you just like yeah listen to that voice I mean I would spend more time in between projects stressing over finding the next project that I hadn't I mean it was it was a hamster wheel mm. and at some point I think you know a couple of years ago I was like wait yeah. why am I it's going to work out. So yeah. it might not be you know my my bank account right. might be a little lean this month or I might you know not right. be able to go here or there. But I will have to say, because I, I, I mean, I think hard work pays off, like really hard work, treating people well, having integrity, yes. um, working with people who have integrity, not, you know, not getting stuck in that um, competitive cyclone, um, because that breeds negativity, right? Right, right. Um, it's negative. But also sacrifice. I mean, yeah, I've worked hard. But I, like I said, I've sacrificed a, a lot a lot that other yeah. people, you know, you know what I'm saying? So the grass is always greener. So it's not, right. you know, it's hard. You don't want people to look and go, oh, wow, that person's working all the time. But yeah, but. but yeah, what I mean, I was just telling my roommates, like, I don't have time for friends right now at all. And it's hard sometimes, but it's like the little amount I have is like to my partner because like even on the weekends, yeah, I'm going to his, but I was telling my roommates, it's like, I'm podcasting my whole Sunday. Mm -hmm. Like I, I don't, I'm not hanging out with him. So like the little windows I have, that's what I try to do, but it's, yeah, it comes out of sacrifice. And I just hope that those friends stay there. (laughs) Yeah, I know they will, but it, you know, you can't help, like, I'd like to be a present person. And so it's just like, yeah, hard. Thanks for listening to FemRegard Podcast. If you like what you hear, tune in every Friday for more tips on the filmmaking business and insightful conversations with industry professionals. We can only grow with your support, so please subscribe, share, rate, and review. You can also join the Fem Fam on Patreon.
For more on us, check us out at femregard.com. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 